0: Welcome to Every Album Member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Munseur. I'm joined, as always, by my sitting in my room this time, co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Yeah! 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 Uh, This is Every Album Member, the podcast where we (laughs) listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That is a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today, we are discussing White Zombie. Hell yes. Before we get into any of that, if you want to help us, support us, subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, fucking wherever. Uh, and I highly encourage everyone listening or, or watching to follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture uh, we well now every week we post uh, who we're currently covering so you can send emails, send your for best and worst and general thoughts uh, to be read on the episode so do that uh, you can also uh, email suggestions for artists for you, if you'd like us to cover if you're into that you can do all that send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com uh, there should be, along with every single episode that we've done, which is a lot now. We've done a lot of, a lot of episodes. Uh, be a pot, uh, uh, Sorry, a playlist on White Zombie. There should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching. You know, we pick out our, fa- our favorite songs of every artist we listen to. There's fifteen thousand songs, <laughs> and it's good. It's a good time. It's fun. You can also follow Alex directly on Spotify if you want to just skip the episode and get updates on uh, whenever we post those. But <clears throat> Also, might as well just tackle it. Get it, get it out of the way first. We, if you're watching the video, we are in a new studio, quote unquote. <laughs> this is my house. This is my place now. Uh, I insisted that Alex come here for the first time because well, we have a slightly more permanent setup. I stream, you know, on weekdays with, uh, with another buddy of ours, uh, and it saves me a little this, bit of the hassle of yeah, uh,
1: lugging this, mixers and stuff. This is easier when my when my ankle's better and I can drive and be. Pretty easy.
0: Hell yeah! Uh, my TV is not as big as Alex's. It looks kind of fucking weird on camera. <laughs> honestly, like it's big enough when you're sitting right up in front of it because it's it's on a desk, you know. Uh, it is not big though. It is kind of distracting, but whatever. You know, we work with what we got. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, white Zombie. White Zombie. I have a little bit of history with this band. Very bad ugly history with this band okay what is your history with this with this band alex
1: so i think my history was like anyone else's you know getting into heavy metal and they uh you know got the the few big songs and uh rob zombie go on to have like a big solo career Mm -hmm. but even as a uh a teenager i i felt like a completionist and I was like, these album, these two albums are available, but when I go on the internet, I see there's all these these other things Ooh. no one's talking about. A lot of things no one talks about. And to the point, I don't even think they were on like Napster or LimeWire or whatever I was using at the time. Mm-hmm. So I shelled out 40 doll hairs. Whoa, that's, that's big bucks for a kid. For the Soul Crusher cassette
0: cassette god damn dude
1: and i was just like how is this the same band and uh it was pretty like pretty jarring yeah for sure and uh good times i a few years ago i tried to turn it into amiibo because i'm like when am i gonna listen to Mm -hmm. soul crusher uh i went to turn it in and the dude was like these were actually just re-released on vinyl Oh, bummer. He's like, if you had come in here like six months, a year ago, oh. we would have given you like premiere really? coin oh. for this tape. But uh, so that was funny. And then through a little bit of a spoiler, doing this, I ended up buying those reissues really? on vinyl. Yeah, that was pretty recent, right? It was like, I don't know if it's 2008 uh, or 2016. 16. 16. Okay. Uh, the, it came from New York. Uh, all their early stuff. Uh right. it, It's pretty expensive secondhand. And then ironically, through Amoeba, had it at an affordable price. I'm a little tight on cash, but I was like, I got to pull the trigger on uh-huh. it, have it all come full circle. Dude, That is that is... Fucking the universe doing its work. Yeah. Instead of Amoeba giving me money, I gave Amoeba uh, money. Well, I, I've given them yeah. someone's kid has gone through college with the amount of money I've spent if, at Amoeba.
0: If you were raised in LA and your music or San person,
1: Francisco Bay
2: area. That's right. Oakland, California.
0: Yeah. in uh, your music, head, Amoeba has taken so much of your fucking money. Yes. So much. Uh White Zombie, uh, it's such a weird thing because oddly enough, I'm Far more familiar with the early stuff than the later stuff. Okay, like, I grew up with the with the stuff that no one talks about or no one knows about, like the noisier stuff. Uh, S-
1: I thought because of your lack of, I don't know if it was a lack of enthusiasm, I thought maybe you didn't know what you were going to get into. I
0: absolutely knew. From the get-go, I absolutely knew. Uh, The reason why it's a a rough kind of history for me is because my brother, who I've mentioned in the past a few times, is schizoaffective. He was a heavy drug addict, super abusive, crazy, Mm -hmm. chaotic a mess of our childhood slash household and he when he because of the mental illness whenever he would get obsessed with a band get ready okay get okay. the fuck ready because it would be on one song on repeat for days Ooh. for days yeah uh so the first band he did that with was probably nirvana okay. which, so i can't listen to nevermind because i'm just so fucking burnt out from it and then he did it with allison chains Mm-hmm. Then he found White Zombie. He found White Zombie, Damn. and good God, man, he would play the same fucking few songs to the point where I, if I had to hear Thunder Kiss '65 one more time, I was gonna punch someone in the fucking face. <laughs> uh, and at some point, my other brother Robert, who guested on our Cut and episode, episode ten, about ten years ago, that's one of them we did that mm-hmm. episode. Uh, he's like, you know, White Zombie did crazier shit, right? Yeah. And then he somehow got a hold of some stuff. And then I would hear that on repeat, but it was less so on repeat. Mm-hmm. My, I guess my crazy brother did not take to it as much. Thank Christ. Yeah. Because I'm able to appreciate it more now, but you know, years pass. I'm an adult now. Uh, I can listen to Alice in Chains without any biases. Mm-hmm. I can, and I was like excited to listen to white zombie without, you know, what, put all that shit behind. I want to hear it as a band. I want to start. Yeah. And I was able to do that. I'm able nice. to hear it as a fucking a fresh band. Uh, I think I'm gonna have some hot takes, but I'm excited. I had a lot of fun. This was an easy one. Yeah. Like this was not a, they have like eight releases total and And some of those are really short, but
1: yeah. And then as you say, a little inside baseball, we were supposed to do butthole surfers and I knew about their noisy history, but I feel like it's better this way because now I have like the pop industrial buffer because if we had done Butthole Surfers into White Zombie, uh-huh. that would have been exhausting. Really? I think it would have been exhausting because it would have been unrelenting, as we'll talk about on yeah. these earlier albums. And now I have the nice buffer of songs like Thunder Kiss and yeah. More Human Than Human. between. Oh,
0: man, 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 man. All right, we'll get there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have those as a nice buffer between Noise and More Noise. Uh-huh. And uh Yeah all right good so stuff. i'm glad it worked out this way uh white zombie
0: From so most people know they know the two hits the two big there's like Whoa. one other hit but like the main one's done Kid 65 and more human than human you they're on every every uh, radical what? type movie soundtrack there really is it's either that or
1: dragula i mean what what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's Rob Zombie, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're making an action movie, late '90s, early 2000s, those are your choices for song, season, trailer. Nothing I, else. Nothing else. Uh, but they did a lot. I would say they did more, way more
0: of their the stuff they're not known the for. The noise stuff. The noise is, stuff is there's a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, so altogether, they have. Okay, so this is a bit of a messy episode. Four official albums and two EPs. Or three EPs. Okay, I'm getting all mixed up. Four official albums, but we're gonna be covering the four albums, one remix album, two EPs, and one single. Our first remix album. First remix album. Uh so the first EP was released in 1985. The last album was released after they broke up uh in 19 wait, no, they broke up in ninety-eight, right?
1: They broke. Sorry, that's at the end of my notes. Yeah, ninety-eight.
0: Uh last album was released in nineteen ninety-six. Uh so i guess we'll jump into it uh the first two releases they're they're listed separately on streaming but we're gonna be covering them in one because they're so fucking short yep it's the god of gods on voodoo moon ep and the slaughter of the gray ep first one released in 1985 second one 1986 and i guess let's start do you have oh music? sorry
1: <laughs> sorry you got I spoiled alex you got I didn't spoiled f- i forgot that's my job okay boom
0: Hey Alex. This does not sound like Thunder
1: Kiss 65. I like this song a lot. I like it a lot too. I like it a lot. I wasn't expecting it because the only noise stuff I had heard was Soul Crusher. Said, yeah, yeah. And this feels more like. Like a. B- you, I more like a band. This, yeah, this is, this is a legit song for one. So Rush is a little bit
0: noisier as we'll get, yeah. we'll get to. I, when I put this on, I couldn't believe how much I remembered this song. Really? I was like, holy shit, yeah, I haven't heard this in years.
1: I remember this song. It's, song. it's a great song. The only thing is, like, the production sucks because... It was bad. Um, I was watching, watching Rob Zombie interviews and he was talking about, like, He's like, now Now everybody is in the know. You can do stuff in your bedroom. But he's like, before most bands were like, just put me in front of a microphone and you trusted the producer. Yeah. So he's no like- No more of that. Thank it, Christ. He's like, that's why most of our albums sound like garbage. We had like no-, no I say? Yeah. Well, he's like, we just had no idea. But uh, production aside, I think that is a really good song.
0: It's a great song. Uh, and this whole- so there's a little bit of a... Let's just first cover the distinctions between the first EP and the first single. So, the last... like Pig Heaven is uh, the, the tracks Pig Heaven and Slaughter of the Grey. Mm-hmm. Gods and Voodoo Moon is uh, Gentleman Junkie, which is that song. Uh, King of Souls, Tales from the Scarecrow Man and Cat's Eye Resurrection, I believe. Yes. So, altogether you're looking at 19 minutes or something, or eight, 18 minutes. It's very short. Very fucking short. Real enjoyable. I like it a lot. It's... I could Like, this is just...
1: I can't recommend this, but it's so fucking good. I love this. I would recommend it to like heavy music fans, not noise people. people yeah. On noise rock. Um, but I feel like even this is a better intro than some of the other stuff that they would, uh, would do in their early career. So uh,
0: I, it kind of is the, the problem I think is on the, the EP, the first four tracks, uh, that drummer, is
1: ass even
0: deproom De no 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 no. that's the guy who came after oh okay the first okay. guy i'm gonna look at up look up his name right now
1: yeah uh, they also they have a rotating door of members the only consistent ones are mr rob zombie yep. and sean uh shiny salt shiny salt yeah. who were dating when they formed the band that's right
0: the original drummer or the drummer on the on the Gods on Voodoo Moon is Peter Landau oh okay. he blows. Sorry, Peter, you suck. But like
1: I got no beef with you, Peter.
0: It's bad. It sounds so, okay. so <laughs> fucking bad. And it's like specifically bad on uh Tales from the Scarecrow Man, which but- I like. Like it's really, w- that's,
1: ru- that's my least favorite song on this. I don't,
0: I don't blame you. It's rough, but it, like it just kind of works with me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really into this. No, like not only do I, not only do I love noise rock, but I've never been put off
1: by really messy, really badly produced noise rock. So there's really
0: nothing I can't grab
1: onto here. Yeah, I think Cat's Eyes Resurrection is the better noise track. I thought that was weaker, but I still like it. Again, still like it. And then uh, King. King of souls is the most like metal riff on the put on a little bit of that on the, uh, EP. Oh yeah. That one, that part.
2: Yeah, oh, that's
1: that, great riff. That's at home with any metal band in the eighties Yeah, or any metal band. That's not like air and, uh, glam.
0: Um, uh, that's another thing. So Rob at this point was, he was Rob, what Straker, Staker,
1: something like that. I think yeah. it's Rob
0: Straker. Uh, before he decided to go with a zombie, neither, neither are his real name. What's his fucking name? Rob Johnson. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's, it's Cummings. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Rob Cummings or Robert Cummings, Robert Cummings, which he will never ever go by, uh, because is much cooler. Yes. But at this point in his career, he had a real annoying voice. Uh, it's, it's a little more, yeah, it's a little naslier. Very
1: nasally, really high, really snarly. Closer to punk than anything else. I will say start to finish, this this man has never made boring vocal choices. No. You, you, you cannot like it, yeah. but they are never boring.
0: I have arguments why I think he's a bad vocalist, but it always sounds interesting at mm-hmm. least. It always sounds very interesting. Here, I think... Uh, his vocals are kind of uncomfortably loud in the mix so it's not that snarly high-pitched vocals are bad inherently it's just when they're that loud it really mm-hmm. if you crank this too loud it really fucking stabs your ears um, on the single the
1: the pig, the pig heaven should we uh, do a taste of that
0: yeah put on a little bit of pig heaven
1: also a very uh Punk looking cover.
0: That's right. I didn't. I didn't save it, but I can uh, pull it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's
0: that's uh, what's his fucking name? The better drummer,
1: even the. Bloom. Yeah. And yeah, he's, I would say, the third most consistent member in the band. because yeah. He's stayed for a long time. He's solid. Um, which cover are you talking about? Are you talking
0: about this one? What? Talking. What talking about? Oh, that one. That, if you could see that on the book and um, on the video.
1: Pretty punk rock. Yeah, but this again more more metal sounding. Yeah. yeah. I did not uh, enjoy these two songs as much. Not as, at all. They're not bad, but just not as much as the songs on uh, "Gods on Voodoo Moon." Mm-hmm. So, go ahead, and turn that. Guy oh, out. sorry, my bad. Um,
0: yeah, those are boring. Um, the drummers. What's this? I, can't, I gotta get, wait, I keep forgetting his fucking name.
1: We can uh, just call him Ivan.
0: Ivan. Old Ivan.
1: Old Ivan. Old
0: Ivan. He's a much better drummer. And I guess that, that brings back to your point of fucking Rob saying that, you know, you just kind of leave it in the hands of the producer because those those two songs sound like ass. Yeah. They're awful. Uh, his voice is even higher and even snarlier, but it's just mixed a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't notice it as much. Everything else sounds, you know, demo quality, really bad. But, as for, the, yeah, I don't recommend the, the EP at all, but the, the I mean, I'm sorry, the the single, mm-hmm. uh, the EP, uh, it's very stylistically similar to the, the cows, you know, scratch acid, uh, Halo flies, a lot of uh, early um, amphetamine reptile stuff. Yes. doesn't really sound like that, but it's just the closest comparison, mm-hmm. really noisy, really messy, very inventive, pretty hooky. Uh solid not at all what you if you're going if you're coming here for fucking more human than human No, you're, I'm sorry
1: you're, yeah you have a rude awakening for like we said most of their most of their career yeah yeah
0: it takes a while for them to get there Uh but like for like I don't know casual listeners it's not gonna do it for you I love it I yeah think
1: it's great. I think if uh I'll talk about some other bands we've covered on the podcast with the next uh EP mm. and I think if you enjoyed those uh, definitely check out this earlier stuff.
0: Hell yes! So let us move on to 1987. This is a the second EP, but it's long—30 minutes. It's a, a album-length EP, pretty much. <laughs> this is 1987's "Psychohead
1: Blowout." Yeah, this EP has some interesting history behind it. Interesting, I'm excited. This sounds like Sonic Youth This intro is so
0: uh, Confusion and sex mm-hmm. Sonic Youth I love it I think it's great
1: I think as we get on Yeah, there's some Some uh, sludge metal too Going on in the song Absolutely This song takes a fucking turn I got hit with a wave of nostalgia When I first put it on Yeah, God, this, it's so fucking bad. Yeah, this is like a Melvin song. Yeah.
2: It's.
0: I
1: fucking love this. Because, yeah, early Melvins, Buzz kind of sings like this.
0: Production is so rough, but it's far more fitting. Really echoey, really kind of menacing sounding. Mm-hmm. And these drum lines are so creative. Like, where's the melody? No way. But it yeah. doesn't matter, it's yeah. fucking, it has this fucking visceral anger to it.
1: Yeah, real tight as a band. Uh, let's let's talk. So this uh, this is produced by a man who this goes by Kramer, and he <laughs> and the Kramer, and he's worked with bands like Galaxy 500, Butthole Surfers, Ween, and Guar. Oh, that among a Wonderful track record. And then as support for this album, they went all. Out on tour with Swans. Oh, really? Among other bands. There's some other noise rock bands. So this is like deeply like rooted in a lot of these like noisier bands that I adore really. And that they have relationships with. Although Rob Zombie was not too keen on being called a noise band. He felt it was more of a circumstance thing. or equipment. And money is not good. We cannot afford to sound. Right. So he felt, you know, that wasn't... uh,
0: Indicative or like a fair representation. Yes. He has gone on record saying that he only got into music because he wanted to get into movies. Like he was not even a musician.
1: Yeah. I think he's like an interesting guy. Likable dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like, I like everything Rob Zombie likes, like comic books, horror movies, Mm -hmm. uh, all that and so, yeah, it's just interesting. This EP, uh bands that we've covered on the show, it is totally a melting pot of like Beefheart, The yep. Wipers, Black yep. Flag, and Birthday Party. Yep. And I've never heard Rob Zombie talk about those bands, but I found like Sean and mm-hmm. other members talking about those bands. They did,
0: the, well, they wrote the music. Yeah. They just wrote the lyrics for yeah. the most part. By the way, best
1: personal favorite, I'm not mad at that, yeah. uh, like, cause I feel like I know your taste yeah. and this is incredible. I, I yeah. knew your pick was going to come from one, one of those yeah, dude, uh, when I get those vinyls, we got to come oh, over and listen to them. Absolutely. Dude.
0: So like, I like, I pretty much liked most of the stuff. I mm-hmm. like white zombie. They're fine. This is the one where I was like, Oh, I get, I'm getting goosebumps This yeah. is ex- right up my alley with the noise stuff. The writing is so fucking creative and it's not just like, uh, good riffs like the riffs are like okay it's just the weird presentation of them like um so one example is that uh the song memphis which i think has like the most annoying main riff mm-hmm. where like if i'm gonna not like any, any song on here it's gonna be the song but then that fucking breakdown it comes on at uh, a minute and two seconds minute and two seconds let uh, me pull that up this just in crazy unexpected breakdown turns a song that i thought i was gonna not like into something i love
1: here we go. It's just. He's losing his fucking mind on the mic. He's Did, just losing it. Yeah, I can picture like. My war. Yeah. Like a mic. Exactly. Yeah. And this riff right here. It's just completely complete bananas. It's great. Love, Love it. It's so good. I, I think like the. One of the. Maybe not the noisiest song, but when uh, "Fast Jungle came on, oh, I, was, yeah. I was getting beef heart flashbacks oh, during that. I love that song so much. Uh, I think Gun Crazy uh-huh. is a good example of when his shrieking and yelling can be Dude, real interesting.
0: I, I noted his yes on that song are fucking hilarious.
1: That, I, yeah, I have the the, a time mark for that one. And also, uh, you brought up Nirvana earlier. Yeah. Cobain was a huge him and Iggy Pop yeah. loved early white zombie. Yeah, it, I remember reading that. So, let's see. All right, here. Ah!
0: sounds so good on here.
1: He's just losing it. And yeah, that's like a scream. I feel like it's very now considered Kobe and S. Yeah. And he probably got it. The idea from White from like Zombie. So,
0: uh, okay. that, and that same song gun crazy. First of all, the song is completely insane. It's great. But, uh, during like the chorus parts, mm-hmm. he does this. Yeah, that's almost uh, HR from Bad Brains. Almost little John. Like,
2: yeah,
1: it's like it's so stupid and annoying, but kind of fucking awesome. HR from Bad Brains with Lil John, I think is the most adequate description of early Rob Zombie yeah. vocals yeah. I've heard in my life.
0: <laughs> it's wild. Uh and it's it's funny how tight the band is, but how messy it sounds. It's like a, yeah. a weird noise rock thing where like it has to just be the equipment and the the lack of budget because On the opening track, uh, 88, you hear uh, Ivan choking the cymbals, and it's a sound that I'm so fucking familiar playing in backyard bands (laughs) because we always had shit cymbals Mm -hmm. with shit acoustics, usually playing in a backyard or a garage. And it's this really tinny, weak choke sound that you don't hear in in high budget albums because you can fix it and have good mics. So it's like, man, these guys are really good, but they just recorded like fucking ass. Uh, And That'll turn a lot of people off, like really, you know,
1: lay people, lay music listeners who can't. Because I was going to say that's what was getting them the notoriety was their live shows was how awesome they were live. It wasn't so much the album. It was like, go watch this band than by the album because really because a lot of people felt the album did not do them justice really what they were doing live and i fucking adore this album yeah and one thing you said about the live show oh real quick like they obviously have a very credible smart producer who's worked with amazing bands so that's uh interesting
0: you said people know them for their live shows, this entire EP sounds like a live set. Mm-hmm. If songs blend seamlessly into the next one. Like the 88 goes into Fast Jungle as if they're they're One playing song. It as, to, as if they're one song. The same with, uh, I forgot, I forgot. But later on, the, it happens a few times where like they just kind of, it sounds like they're just playing the set for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ends up not only coming across as really organic, but it makes everything flow, even though it's a really spastic, herky-jerky, noisy uh chaotic record and because the the thing is only 30 minutes it goes by so fast and every song never overstays its welcome it feels fucking it it's like in, it's insane but in the perfect uh dosage mhm
1: i think this was uh the also the i don't know why i never listened to these ones it was like only soul crusher mm-hmm. um yeah this was the one where it was like i think i need that it came from new york yeah box set if i can find it at an (laughs) affordable price this was the album that really that i was like i'm only halfway there but i think i think i need it it's
0: it's so damn good it's yeah short menacing it's pissed off uh wonderful noise rock noise rock record and also like it's so funny thinking about White Zombie not just as being a Noise Rock band for so long, but as fucking pioneering Noise Rock. Oh, They're yeah. one of the earliest ones.
1: Yeah, lots of uh, critical acclaim when they were doing this, and obviously their peers respected them, even yeah. if Rob Zombie did not want to be their peers. Yeah,
0: what the, what what's your deal, buddy? I know you want to make movies, but
1: I mean, you gotta acknowledge when you're doing something well. It's... uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, his uh, his career choice. But I think it would be cool if, like, I mean, th- there's no reason he would come back to it, but yeah. I think it'd be cool if the other members did something.
0: Yeah, something in the same vein. I mean, really, like, they wrote pretty much all of White Zombie's music, mm-hmm. so...
1: I think Sean has expressed that she had been like playing music and, in, mm-hmm. in bands and she was like five. Yeah. And it was just like, that's kind of all she knows. So yeah. it was like, she has other interests and yeah, like I totally get that. If you know, if you were raised like, okay, it's like going to church. She yeah, just, you think it's stupid and
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I have a newfound respect for her. Um, Cause it's more, yeah. Like Rob is like the face, and he's the all the art direction and all the image and all the like the reason they're so, you know, they got all the fucking MTV airplay. And like mm-hmm. he's like a huge part of the art direction, but musically,
1: that's all her. Yeah, because yeah, she's no disrespect to their guitar players, but yeah, her and Ivan are the the foundation. Yeah, of pretty the, much the music. Um, and before we move on, uh, I will say two other standout tracks: Kick. That one's yep. a little funkier, a little garage rock sound. Super sound-y. strange. Very twisted. Very twisted. Love uh, it. Yeah. And I really enjoy the guitar riffage sh- on, uh, on uh, Mag- Magdalene. Oh, wait, is it?
0: Wait, which one? Oh, Magdalene. Magdalene. Mag- yeah. That's yeah, so the closing track, right? Yeah
1: yeah, yeah. 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 I really like the guitar playing on that song.
0: Yeah. I, man, I love every fucking song here, man. <laughs> it's just, it. I was, I, honestly, I was almost disappointed to like move on because I wanted to just keep listening to this uh, this ep whatever the fuck uh i thought like man i gotta listen to goddamn more human than human mm-hmm. after this like fuck i like this this is great uh yeah every every song is a different kind of batshit crazy mm-hmm. it's not just like one mode of weird throughout the whole thing i, I it's fucking flawless noise rock man i love it love it
1: and that's personal favorite i will say there is some like there's hookage and riffs yeah, on there that su- you can grab onto
0: surprisingly hooky mm-hmm. something that uh, they, they, I feel like they're kind of spastic, but they don't, they don't always land the hookiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here, I think it's like a, a home run, home run. So let us move on to the first actual album. This is yes. 1980. Wait, they came out the same year.
2: Uh, or am I
1: mistaken? Apple music. I've read they, they came out same year. Apple music has this one is 86. Uh, I learned to not trust Apple
0: Music with okay, that. Okay, so uh, yeah, they
1: came out the same year. Pretty but. sure
0: they, they probably came yeah. out the same. So anyway, uh, this is 1987's Soul Crusher.
1: This is when you get some of the cooler art direction. Yep. Uh, I think this is the first album they started sampling movies. Sure is. Uh, in other words, Rob Zombie getting free
0: reign to be Rob Zombie. Yes. Yeah. yeah! This is a crazy song.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of the Stronger songs on the album. For sure. And this is when Iggy Pop discovered them, anyway. Like, yeah. God damn it, I love Iggy Pop. I, we gotta do the studios at some point. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty short and For manageable. Sure. Yeah. So, if anyone listening, for for anyone listening, they're still crazy. Yes, still crazy. I would say this is like peak crazy, too. This is peak crazy. There's less hooks. Uh, There's nothing catchy about this album.
2: Nothing
0: catchy about this album. It's
1: unrelenting.
0: This album is unrelenting indeed.
1: I'm gonna give this one least favorite. Des, least favorite. Despite did you turn that guy off. Oh yeah, sorry. Despite my uh, my long history with the uh,
0: interesting. You know, in in all fairness, I was expecting to really like this one, and I did not not that I it's fine it's a good album it's not for me
1: I just think it's it's too unrelenting for me um yeah yeah if there wasn't something else involved uh, they would get a different accolade too but um yeah since we're doing the whole thing um we talked about his vocals a little bit. Yeah, I think here is probably like the most diverse they are.
0: I was gonna say this is probably my favorite vocal performance. Yeah, by Rob Zombie on yeah. this album, and this is this is including all of his everything, like everything. I love the way he sounds in here. He's completely unhinged. He's not quite as nasally and ear piercing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not doing <gasps> just yet. But you could tell he's leaning in the direction of more guttural stuff. Yeah, when you know what's coming, you can you can Connect hear. The dots. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say very few, like, aside from the opening track, uh, Rat Mouth and Shack of Hate, uh, I do like uh, Truck on Fire and Diamond Ass. However, however, those are barely like because I barely like those. Most songs in here have like a couple things that I really like. And then eventually it's just, oh, it's just surrounded by mm. fucking not horse shit, but like complete. Complete chaos, nothing to grab onto, nothing hooky. Even those songs aren't really hooky. Yeah, They're just kind of sonically uh, driving. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the way they arrange stuff in a really menacing, angry, uh, kind of... Uh, I don't want to say experimental, but the way the last EP had this these weird breakdowns out of nowhere that, that are really fascinating. It has a lot of that, but with no hooks.
1: Yeah, it's, it is it is a wall of noise on here. I think this... Uh, the opening track, and then the other song I genuinely like is uh Drowning the Colossus. I had a feeling you would. It, yeah. It is pure sludge. It's creepy. I think because when I heard this, I wasn't like into sludge metal, stoner metal. Mm-hmm. And then like around 1920 not the year ninth uh when i was like 19 <laughs> like 20 yeah, yeah when i was 19 20 years old that's when i like started getting into the so i kind of feel like that kind of ha- made me have the the new appreciation mm-hmm. for this stuff joining the colossus
0: uh i felt like it was just way too long dragging mm-hmm. a lot for me but it has some really creepy moments and that main riff is like that is real sludgy. That is real, uh, real off-putting. Really I like, love it. It's, it's a good
1: riff. It's uh, it's their version of uh, the Melvins' Boris, I think. Oh, that's Boris. Boris is, is flawless. For, yeah, flawless. for those who don't know, it's a epic sludge eight-minute. That created
0: sludge pretty much. Yeah.
1: Song. And
0: well, dr- technically my, my war.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, you yeah. Say created. There, there, there's a lot of stuff, yeah. but yeah. Drowning the Colossus, not as good as Boris still really good, still but really I good. think it's similar that <sighs> it's a, a longer.
0: It is. Yeah. Uh, so a good example of what I feel this whole album is, is skin because it's like, it's so hard to follow. And kind of like forgettable in a lot of sections but then it has this one part like so uh, a minute 56 of minute 56 okay it's like it's why couldn't the whole song be that good
1: okay Get out! like it's twisted it's gross it's sludgy mm. but yeah I agree with you there's a lot that's uh hard to grasp onto and gets kind of yeah lost in each other because of all the noise. And then it it goes back some good drumming.
0: And it goes back into like oh it's now it's back to being chaos. Yeah, yeah. So like it's it does like little things here and there. I'm like, that's fucking very cool. Why can't you why just do it longer, do mm. more of it. Why what's wrong with you? Uh so I uh I you know listen to this album couple times and then finished the discography and i had my you know i had my opinion on it and then i was re- just reading about the band a little bit and i thought like am i missing something with this one like this one's beloved by people that i love and respect and i like tend Iggy to pop <laughs> yeah, and i love this kind of music this, mm-hmm. like I, I'm a huge noise rock guy. i fucking love chaotic bullshit like this went back i'm like nope
1: it's just not for me not for you like nothing I, wrong with that
0: yeah uh it's through and through a noise dog, album with some definite highlights, but not one I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and it plus like the last one was so fucking consistent and so yeah. strong that it's like, Oh, this is a huge drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the presentation is still utter insanity. It's still fun for that. Um, if you like wild shit, I still think it's better than a lot of the stuff they're known for. I, I don't hate the stuff they're known for, but I think it, I just appreciate the, under- uh, unpredictability of it so much so that's why i didn't give it any kind of negative accolades or whatever Mm. but uh i say this is so is your least favorite least favorite and i say let us let us move on yes to the second album and this is where things start to get a little start to shake things up a little bit yes not quite as uh ulti this is 1989's make them die slowly
1: Someone, someone's been listening to metal. Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah.
1: Holy shit! That is thrash. That's just thrash metal. And yeah, Rob would uh, find his his more traditional vocals, as you'll hear in a moment. so thrashed yeah so thrash. at home on any thrash album
0: it's still a cool song
1: it is it's a really cool song this album gets a lot of hate but whoa we'll get in i don't think it's deserved hate. right a little deeper
0: So he's doing some guttural stuff. He's doing some Rob Zombie stuff. Yep. And I think it's a nice blend of his original snarliness with the guttural stuff. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool in here. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's talk about this one. So this one gets some flack because at the time, like, people liked him for the noise stuff. And then it's like, here's this metal stuff. And everyone's like, what is this? And then in hindsight you know, people who like what they're known for. This isn't quite it. So it's this album that is like in no man's land mm-hmm. and uh very much a transitional album, but for sure, I don't think it's that awful. Like, Sure, it sounds like most bands' demo tapes. Sounds pretty bad, yeah. yeah. And at this point, they're established, uh-huh. but again, the production being what it is, uh they they cited like what Slayer, and Metallica were doing mm-hmm. as inspirations for why they wanted to go all in, and you, you can hear it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's
0: the the most growing pains of growing pains albums. It's mm-hmm. like it is exactly in the middle, and it, it's like the first thing I I, I wrote down was like. Oh, another metal kind of like the, yeah. the songs are metal songs. There are mm-hmm. thrash metal songs through and through. There's just the presentation is just as messy and falling apart and crazy as the previous stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird meshing of it. And also the production is so janky, man. Like it's mm-hmm. such a fucking disservice to these songs. Because, like, first of all, the reverb on, on Rob's vocals, it's like, it's like kind of like studio reverb. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it already sticks out. I was like, oh. Okay, that sounds a little little wonky, but the biggest problem, in my opinion, is the fucking guitars have such wimpy distortion. There's no punch whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's, there's no crunch to it. There's no punch to it. It's it's like you, you, he's not, the guitarist is not fucking up in any way, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like he's kind of like barely chugging.
1: Yeah, he's just there.
0: Yeah, there's no chug at all. And with songs like this, you kind of crave that. So it makes really great have seem kind of underwhelming. And I really... I mean, that that Demon Speed, that opening track has fucking... Has great riffs to it. Uh, however, uh, one compliment I will give. Uh, Disaster Blaster is fucking so cool. I didn't write that. I'm going to come back to that one. You and- need to put that song okay. on right now, Alex. That song, uh, Before you put it on, I don't know if, it, if this happened to you uh, or anyone else, but it seemed to like, so Demon Speed is the first track and then, then Disaster Blaster comes on and it just all of a sudden is way louder. Okay. I don't know if that's a mastering job or if it's maybe it was something with my issue, but whatever, either way. (sighs) Oh, this riff is so fucking killer.
1: It's like a Danzig riff, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think had fate bet had they had better production, I think people would look at this album totally differently. I think so. So it does it does that for a while,
0: but it gets crazy. That chorus is fucking amazing. It's a, it's a great song, and the reason why I brought it up is because on the God of Thunder EP, yeah, that came I think after this, yeah, which we're not going to be talking about, but. I gave it a once-over. We,
1: we both listened to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they do that song again with the 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 second guitarist, the guy who comes later on, Jay. I,
1: I think they just call him Jay. I have his full name. What?
0: Yeah. Um, but the thing is, they, they do that song. They re-record Disaster Blaster, and it's way worse, in my opinion. I think this version is far superior. This guy's playing, the way he plays it is mm-hmm. way cooler. It's way more metal, oddly enough. Uh, it just has a better feel to it, better style. And... I w- that's why I, like, I still like this guitarist a lot. Yeah. Even
1: he's. I think it's uh, John 5 or something like John that. John 5, yeah. yeah. I don't remember his real last name, but that's what they call him. Uh, Sean Sh- had said they recorded this album three times. She liked it a lot the first time. Mm. Then the second time, she said it got a little, little more watered down. And then she's like, the third time she felt it was just so overproduced. Really? She's like, it was not the same The third time is Mm. the first. So I I keep fucking fucking getting to change the damn. (laughs) It's right in front of me. and I'm not even fucking. Uh, Yeah. So that's uh, that's an interesting thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some songs I like on here. Murder World, I think, is real cool. Dude, that breakdown sounds just like Black Sabbath. Yeah. Such
0: a Black Sabbath section.
1: I I think we're talking about the same one around the 320 mark. Let's see if we're talking about the same. Same spot. Yeah, okay, are, yeah, this is more thrash. This is way more thrashy. Yeah. Still a really cool part. Really. Yeah. Really good song.
0: Oh, this is so thrash. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. It's making me want to listen to old thrash bands again. Right? Yeah, it's been so long.
1: Yeah, that's a great riff. That's a great riff. Um, and then I think. Uh, Okay, acid flesh. Oh, dude. They're what I'm going to pull out. You're going to be like, is Owen Wilson on the track? No, that's this is Rob Zombie.
0: <laughs>
2: wow, wow. Down.
1: Yeah. I think. Okay. so good dude
0: <laughs> i'm so glad you pulled it up yeah. because i pulled something up too yeah so you 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 compare that to owen wilson yeah. you know what i thought of what have you ever seen uh orgasmo By Matt Oh, it's been a
1: long time. Trick Parker, uh, Matt Stone. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm just going to say no, though, because I don't remember anything from it.
0: It's the guys who, it's the South Park guys. It's uh, the first movie, no, the second movie or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's, I've never seen it, but I do know this. There's a song in there about being a man. And the first thing I thought was like, this sounds like, Rob Zombie on that song sounds like a fucking South Park character. It's that word. Now you're a man. Right here. Oh, man. Right right here, buddy. No, hold on. All that hard work, I know. Hold on. Do I have uh. any other
1: interesting notes about here?
2: Let's see.
1: Uh, well, Mike's doing that. I will say, Rob Zombie's parents were actual carnies, really, which explains a lot about why he likes the things he likes. Like literal carnies, really? Yeah. Holy shit! They they stopped doing it. <laughs> Third grade. Yeah.
0: Uh, fuck, I can't find... I can't... Something's up with my uh, my audio thing here. whatever. But the point is...
1: now you're a man! Oh,
0: a man, 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 man.
2: man no, you're a man, a man, a man, a man, a man, a man, a man.
0: It's the fucking greatest song ever. I think that song's more famous than the movie. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. It's the best fucking song ever. Uh, but... That's exactly what he, what he fucking sounds like. There, it's so. Yeah. And this isn't the last time he's gonna sound like a South Park character. He oh. often sounds like South Park yeah. characters. It's fucking hysterical. And like, how how do you end up like stumbling onto styles like that? Like, this is this sounds ridiculous on its own, but behind some metal, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's so. That's a. So, such a fucking weird thing dude music's stupid
1: <laughs> yeah so except for uh make or except for soul crusher i think pretty enjoyable you don't like so you don't like soul crusher no not the song oh, the, you, oh. sorry they have a song called the album. album yeah 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 uh i think pretty enjoyable early catalog that surprisingly yeah yeah and i
0: it's one of the things where i i did hear a lot about it you know as this thing go oh, you can't find these records anymore he Robert well, tried to hide them
1: i don't know if he tried to hide i don't them. think so i think yeah. he just didn't care he, he wasn't a fan of it who, so he just, or like yeah who has the time and there probably wasn't a market for it and then with the internet and, yeah you know people getting more nerdy i think there's definitely
0: yeah but i, I wasn't expecting it to hold up as well as it did uh Especially regarding like the, the rough production and stuff, yeah, it's S- fucking
1: same here. Because my only inner, my only intro to that was the Soul Crusher <laughs> album. So, so
0: let us move on, and we're things are about to get real familiar right about now. Yeah, they are. Uh, took took a while, took a while, but we're finally at stuff people will recognize. Yep. This is okay. First off, hold on, Rob Zombie. Uh, in all the history of of people in the world making art. Is the worst at naming things.
1: I He's agree the, and disagree. It's it's like uh, it's kind of like free reign. Like no one, no one said no.
0: And it's not just, but the, also if you look at his, some of his most
1: recent solo album. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah. That album title has a million words in it. So does a White Zombie album. Yeah, the it,
0: the man can't name to save his fucking life. But this is. La Sexorcisto Devil Music Volume 1 from 1992.
1: Yeah, they could have just called it
0: Anything else?
1: La Sex Sexorcisto? Yeah, they could have just called it that. Because there was never going to be a Volume 2. No! No! Or at least call your next album. Yeah.
0: More, uh, movie stuff, movie samples,
1: Yes, Snippets. and this would be the last album with Ian, or Ivan, sorry Ivan, mean, yeah Hurry the fuck up, Rob I, sh- I should have time-stamped it I'm arrested. But it's also what, it's a good representation of the album, too. Yeah. There's a lot of movie shit in here And this is uh Jay J- Younger U- Uger. Uh Look that up this one he joins the band, right? Technically on the the EP
0: before this one, yeah. But this is far better representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay Younger or you- hey, Younger, Younger, whatever they call him, Jay. They just call sure. him Jay, yeah. so yeah.
1: There we go. I am not a fan of the way the drums sound on this album. I have thoughts. (laughs) Great song, though.
0: Good song, good song. Get those fucking Rob Zonny vocals in
2: there. (laughs) Fuck, dude.
0: Okay, we've all heard that song, right? I'm pretty sure everybody in the world has heard that song. Planet motherfucker, planet motherfucker. It's a hit for a reason, man. That shit's good. That's a good song.
1: So uh, that's you know cleaner production. Yep. A groovier. obviously. Uh, they heard Pantera. Oh yeah. Oh, and fuck. said, "Let's throw some, uh, let's throw some industrial stuff in there," and they uh, created a winning formula.
0: Y- yes. Winning formula that I think they didn't stick to for very long because this, I was expecting the remaining remainder of the discography to sound like this. Mm-hmm. And it, this is kind of the only album that's especially production wise.
1: So this, I, I th- think this and the next one are kind of like, s-
0: I think siblings. it's night and day. I think it's night really, yeah. really. I think they are completely different albums. Cause first of all, uh so the, the, the elephant in the room for this album is the production it's produced like evil empire from rage.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So
0: it's, uh, there's
1: probably the same year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe, it, yeah. Within the, it, mm-hmm. at least within like two years of it. Um, very little production effects or, or post-production effects aside from like the movie clips and samples, because the drums are right next to you. They're really fucking tight. There's no, there's no reverb on them. They're not very big. They're very snappy or mm-hmm. small. Uh, everything is like as matter of i don't know how to explain it other than like matter of fact you know how uh double nickels on the dime from the minutemen like there's nothing special about it it sure. just sounds like it's Amazing. right there it's yeah. just right there that's great for the minutemen
1: they're not heavy yeah but in a band like this when you're upping the production and all that stuff
0: yeah there's a there's there's no punch to it there's no heaviness there's no like crunch or i keep using those words crunch Mm -hmm. and chuggy it just sounds kind of like high and not very low heavy does not really there's no there's nothing booming about this
1: but uh before i get into some feelings about it random note about this this was like the soundtrack for one of naughty dogs first first games called way of the warrior that was like a fighting game Way of the warrior and they you i'd never heard of it Uh until i was researching this i'm gonna look and they up. this used uh they this used this album as the soundtrack to it so that's the whole album most of it yeah really yeah holy shit yeah this uh what year is this 94 i feel like another elephant in the room is this kind of help pave the way for new metal which is weird because rob zombie very much does rapping stuff but i don't think he listens to rap music
0: it is very much uh it it doesn't come across as rap it's just yeah.
2: very
1: <laughs>
0: it's almost like uh the ramblings of a madman the ramblings of a homeless madman yes. the ramblings of a madman and you know, it's like uh, like it reminds me of like a lovecraft character where he's just going off yeah, like, yeah. you can't understand what the hell he's saying uh and, and he's full his guttural shit is full on here mm-hmm. uh it's kind of like a it's almost like this is where I I felt like he was a bad vocalist because (laughs) it's not that he doesn't sound fun. It certainly sounds fun. Uh, I'm can't even fucking find it on my, my notes here. Uh, Yeah. I fucking lost it. But but basically what I was going to say was like, he, his vocal lines don't have any kind of, Uniqueness to them, like uh, if you listen to Thunder Kiss sixty five and the way he, because like, he's,
1: he's not hitting notes, he's not singing, he's just doing the, uh, for the whole thing. It's it's the music and the the start stop yeah. element of it. So
0: with the 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 rhythmic patterns that he's choosing, mm-hmm. he starts to repeat them very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like the the patterns that he's using on on Thunder Kiss sixty five sound really similar to the patterns he's using on Starface be a lot cooler if it was thunder kiss
1: 69
0: it would be way sexier uh but like he he just often like falls back on the same kind of phrasing and rhythmic patterns and because and because he's just growling mm-hmm. you start to notice it easier mm-hmm. if he was singing them you would like you would it would kind of fall in the background i think uh so it's it, everything here first of all it's a long fucking album sure is so, so the things that 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 start to repeat really seem like Stand they start to out. repeat yeah uh and it's a cool style. Everything about this is very cool, but kind of like Rage, it's like a one-trick pony. Like, it's Black Sabbath style riffs uh, that are really heavy, but produced in a way that doesn't feel heavy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's losing a lot of its edge. I don't, don't think it's... It doesn't feel that, that brutal at all.
1: I mean, it's not brutal. It's fun. It's groovy. Yeah. Uh, the... The riffs are very catchy. Uh, I think the two songs with Iggy Pop on it, Black Sunshine and Soul Crusher, the song. Soul Crusher is a great, great song. Yeah. uh, Soul Crusher in particular, very, very thrash. Yeah. It sounds like it should have been on the last album. Yeah. Yeah. I am legend is interesting because it sounds like you're gonna get a ballad and then you're oh, this yeah. greeted with a, the a, same shit, a Rob Zombie.
0: <sighs> Dude, that intro is fucking great. It's yeah, uh White right Zombie never never did melodic. They no, never no. did melodic, but right there I was like if they could, if
1: they tried, that's a great intro. Mm-hmm. And then uh Grindhouse is a song where the to- the Tom's on the drum in particular. Specifically, sound worse. Really? You think so?
0: Yeah, I did did not catch
1: that. There's some. I'm gonna play a a bit of Grindhouse because there's some cool guitar riffs on there too. So I don't know if it'll actually highlight anything I'm talking about, but let's just uh, give it a listen. We'll see.
2: Mm.
0: Oh, I like it. I get. I understand. I know what you're saying. So. Okay. Uh that's a that's a very deliberate choice. Okay. Uh, I, I like that tom sound a lot. So what that is I feel like we might have talked about this in
1: other bands. And we
0: sure have, and that uh, is Captain B Fart. That is uh <laughs> what did you how you you gave it a you referred to it as something specific. Was it like pillow toms
1: or yeah, like uh,
0: something like that. Pillowcase They're the like, like real muffled. Really muffled? They're I'm assuming you like the more echoey, boomier tom sounds. Yes. So that is that tom sound. I think is perfect for like noise rock. Perfect for punk. Mm -hmm. It's great. It doesn't ring because it doesn't ring. uh, Or like when things are are faster, you don't want them to ring as much because then everything kind of muddies together and bleeds together. When it's something slow and heavy and and fucking you sludgy that. you want that boom you want mm-hmm. that ring here that's what i'm saying the, the production is it's a it's great production performances are fucking stellar it's not good production for this band like this is a band you want to be really fucking heavy okay. and you want to feel
1: every hit that's like the story of their whole career i feel like mm-hmm. they're this bad production uh until the end i think um I, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Well, well, we'll get into it, but uh yeah, my last uh last thought uh Warp Asylum is uh one of the few songs that's more focused on being slow and heavy mm-hmm. rather than groovy. It's trying to be an epic song. I'm not quite sure if it works, mm-hmm. but uh I appreciate the effort. Also, I'm going to Okay, no, they weren't working uh I was like were they working with Terry Date yet? They were not. So uh Okay. Um
0: I, but so from like a more objective standpoint, this album clearly didn't fucking make us like diehard fans. It's not a diehard fan album, but, but it
2: I, it's well, a good
1: album, though. It's like objectively pretty solid. Also like at the time, like the thing that made it was beavis and butthead beavis and butthead could make your band that's right and that's what that's what did it for white zombie that is right uh they have like a
0: few kind of like i don't want to say essential songs but songs that weren't on albums that i think like should have been uh, oh, that were
1: like on soundtracks, and soundtracks so okay. like
0: written for soundtracks. Yeah, and they did it a lot. I mean, obviously, Rob is a huge movie guy, mm-hmm. like, it's, it makes perfect sense that they did that. But like, I feel like some of those songs could have made albums better f- to me if they just put them on. I just could do see on. that. Yeah, uh, but this one, it's it's a good album. I think it's too long for what it's doing. It's, it's very much the one, mm-hmm. the one mode the whole way through. Very really reminds me of Rage Against the Machine, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't like them for the same reason I didn't like this album, but. Uh, if you like The Kiss 65, you'll probably enjoy this album. Maybe just skip around. It's it's a good skip around album. It's not a good sit down and listen to the whole 50 fucking minutes of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I think it's a good album. It's a good album. It, yeah. It's not perfect, but uh I think it's, you know, a a landmark album of the time. Uh,
0: for sure. I don't I didn't find very many low points. I didn't mm. find myself like fuck this song or nothing like that. Uh, solid and uh, very man. I man, I saw this fucking album cover so much. It was a like
1: cool album. It's a great cover. cover. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but now this is the last, uh, well, last official, official yeah. album of theirs. Uh, this is all right. Well, okay.
1: So oh, first of all, I have fun with this one.
0: Fuck Rob Zombie and his stupid fucking titles. This is Astro Creep 2000. But the 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 full title because he's an asshole. Is Astro Creep, two thousand Songs of Love, Destruction, and other Synthetic Delusions of the Electric Head,
2: nineteen ninety five. This
1: is how you open a fucking album. I agree.
2: Perhaps you'd better start from the beginning. Perhaps you'd better start from the beginning. Perhaps you'd better start. From the beginning. A lot of build
1: up, a lot of build up. It's totally worth it. Yeah. Just waiting. Damn, if I saw this, like, live, oh, you get, like, goosebumps during this, just waiting for it. The... Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I can imagine it.
1: I don't remember it being this long for some reason, but... Neither do I. <laughs> but goddamn, it... Ooh. So killer. Oh, it's brutal. This is brutal. I love this shit, obviously. Oh! Oh boy. (laughs) The drums sound better. Everything sounds so fucking
2: crisp. We all go.
1: Great song.
2: Yeah.
0: Full-on
1: industrial metal. Full-on ministry. Dude, Dude, it's... It's... I mean... So, obviously, best personal favorite. If if you're going to listen to one white zombie album, this is the one. Um... Man, it's such a bummer they, like, this was, like, their last album. Obviously, he had his solo career, mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't know. His solo career never did anything for me the way this album does. Really? Uh-huh. Like, man, it's dope. They bought on producer Terry Date, which makes sense, because he worked with Pantera, Helmet, Deftones. All the heavy bands. Later on, Slipknot up. Uh, ton of legends so uh makes sense to bring in mr terry date he's Uh uh, a legend in the metal community bringing drummer john tempest of exodus and testament Uh and he'd continue to be rob zombie's solo drummer but uh i think it's the cleanest it's the easiest it hits hard i think every song is a banger I disagree disagree. so
0: wholeheartedly and I don't hate this album. Yeah. It just, all of it was like, all right, it's more industrial, more fucking. Okay. I think it's
1: chugging on one note, chugging on two notes. I think it's way more focused than, than the previous album though.
0: I think also, well, first of all, it sounds infinitely better. Yes. Like that helps too. That press, this presentation is fucking heavy. It's satisfying. It's brutal. It's full. There's not a wasted there's no space at all. Mm-hmm. It's everything is, it's like a fucking, like a, a really loaded suitcase. This, everything is just smashed into it. It's all what. This so is big. The,
1: the baconator of albums. This
0: is the baconator <laughs> of albums. <laughs> and and Rob Zombie is full. I mean, full it's, zombie. He's full zombie. The whole album is full Rob Rob Zombie-fired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's doing the, and he's doing the, yeah. Like, it's the, you know, the Ned from South Park. He's, he's always just a South Park character. Yeah, he he's is, Ned yeah. from South Park, or he's. The angry character in South Parley. He's just uh what okay, so Electric Head Part one, that
1: opening track is fucking amazing. The agony. Hopefully, he's talking about uh Rock Him Agony. Ooh, that agony, <laughs> agony.
0: Uh obviously, more human than human is on here. It is the
1: one of the biggest hits. Supercharger Heaven, maybe the most perfect white zombie song for fast driving. Get out of here, Dragula. I don't care for it too much. It's okay. I don't, I didn't love it though. I'm like going
0: devil man, devil man. I don't like <laughs> devil man, devil man. <laughs> fucking, uh, and like real solution number nine, like it starts out fucking I amazing. I was love like, it. Like, I love this. And then it just keeps going. Nothing happens. And so I, I just kept getting let
1: down by it. Fucking. So, okay. Electric head part two. It's not as hard hitting or energetic as part one. Right. But I think it's still solid.
0: I needed you to put that on because that song is vampire nightclub
1: fuck music. Hell yeah, it is. That's Rob Zombie's career from here on out. From here on out.
2: I just said up yours, baby.
1: I mean it's not like it's not like Blade Nightclub. No,
0: no. (laughs) It's far more disco-y than that. Or funky than that. So it's like that main riff is super silly and kind of weird, but I do like the song. It's it's a good song. It's fucking, it's ridiculous and dancey, but it's like infectious. It's not, I wouldn't call it like good, good, but there's like something to it that it just fucking
1: scratches that itch. After that song, I'm kind of, no, I'll wait, I'll wait, but keep that song in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Grease Paint and Monkey Brains is like trip hop inspired for some reason. Cause that's not like a genre that really belongs here, but mm. it, it works. Uh, there's still heavy parts in it. Mm-hmm. I think I zombie is an underrated white zombie song. Uh, I didn't hate that one. It's a pretty good song. Yeah. It's, it's rocking uh, for some reason, more human than human is inspired by blade runner. I cannot think of two oh, more yeah. tonally different. Oh Yeah.
0: Dude, that's when you think of Blade Runner, you think of fucking slow, synth wave. yeah,
1: methodical plotting. Fucking
0: John Carpenter, blah, 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 blah. like just something more synthy. and that song is just sleaze in a can. That's what more human than human is, yeah. and I fucking love that song. Like I've loved that song since I was a kid. That, yeah. That's a great song. It, it,
1: it's like it's great. Yeah, it's it's so there's fucking nineties. Yeah, there's it's a like, reason that song was a hit.
0: Ev- it's it's still everywhere. It's yeah. still the most nineties song ever.
1: Uh... Yeah, and you know what song i'm gonna love right wait wait if you want to take a stab at it Uh oh, no, i don't No, what is it blood milk oh, and
0: sky that's the best song on the album that's the fucking that's that, the best song that's ever. an
1: alex song start to finish
0: Dude, that is first of all the samples in it are incredible amazing it's the most melodic song maybe they've ever had yep it's the most melodic song by eons on mm-hmm. the album uh it's probably my favorite song on here it's it's so fucking good
1: yeah it comes out of left field but it's boy, also a closer it, it works it works a lot
0: yeah it's it's a, it's also the perfect album close i mean like they have like the the, the quote-unquote secret track at the end this if you're watching on video this chair is gonna kill me i t- <laughs> dude i warned you <laughs> warned it's, me yeah it's not a good me. chair i'm sorry uh it's like yeah what's the the, the quote unquote last last track Oh. It's, supposed, it's like a secret track that you know they fucking did that thing in the 90s and 2000s yeah the were.
1: sidewalk ends where bugs something it, it yeah. doesn't even fit it doesn't this. even need to
0: fucking be there it should have ended with Blood Milk and Sky cause that's a, it's a perfect closer it's a great song uh, but like so the whole the, uh, the album as a whole it's Full of samples, creepy tambourines, fucking chuggy and scrapey guitars, super heavy, really satisfying bass. It's it, it sounds incredible. It's mm-hmm. the songs I have the problem with. It's problems like problems
1: with the song. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't like what? Yeah. I was like, you have problems with the song, and then I was like, oh yeah, we, no, went, that, we- not that song, just, oh, just the album as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: most of the songs, aside from like a few, are just like one note chugging for a while, or then maybe it has three notes chugging for a while. It's just How much is too much chug? How much are, when are you going to be done with the chug for one album?
1: Again, uh, the new metal couldn't exist. uh, Oh yeah. Without. This is right around the time. chug. Yeah. This is right around the time. New metal started manifesting. Corn started. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Corn was already around for like a, maybe a year after, uh, by the time this came out. And uh, so like (sighs) conceptually and as a unit, I totally get this being beloved and mm. get, it get it like holding up and influencing all kinds of shit. When I break it down and listen to it, like no, not note for note, but you know, I'm trying to like analyze it. I'm like, there's not a whole lot to grab onto writing wise. There's no writing on here. It's mostly presentation sampling. Uh, production. Though. It feels uh-huh. great. It feels <laughs> awesome. I have a little bit of history with this album. Actually, when I was younger, uh, like, I was, I don't want to use the word coerced, but kind of coerced into buying this album by my brother. Damn near threatened uh, yeah. into buying this album. I feel
1: like 90% of the albums you bought were because your brother told different, you. Different Different brother. Oh, different bro- the uh, brother. That not was, Robert. Not yeah. Robert.
0: This is the brother that was mentally ill, that was drug addict, who I think he wanted it, but didn't have the money and mm. forced me to buy it for him, which is kind of like a really abusive thing to do, honestly. Uh, yeah. And. I remember, I remember buying... I was like, I don't want to buy this. I don't listen to White Zombie. Like, mm-hmm. I, want, I want Black Flag. I want something that I listen to. Uh, and he got... You know, he just did whatever he did and it was really uncomfortable. So I bought the fucking thing. I don't think I listened to it one... Maybe he listened to it one time. Mm-hmm. So I might as well have come in fresh. Like, I... And I wonder, like, if I really listened to it when I was younger, would I would I have a different thoughts about sure. it than I do now? It but might have
1: had more negative feelings. May, I might
0: have had more negative feelings, or I might have been way more into industrial growing up. Maybe you never know. But like, I do like that it's short. It's not short, but you know, compared to the last album, it's way shorter. Uh, it has a. It definitely has a. Uh, what's the fucking word? Um, it has a, not a concept it knows what it's doing. Yes. Like Rob knew exactly what he wanted for an album. He did all the art direction. He knew, if you look at the the video for more human than human, it's a great
1: video. It's way more put like, like Thunder Kiss is just them fucking around in
0: with a it. desert or something. Yeah, yeah, th- that is far more like what you would see in his horror movies that he he would do. The, now from now, the label put some money behind
1: it this time.
0: Rob's only with a budget. This is what he wants to do. This yes. album is, this is full. Of <laughs> it's just <laughs> alternating between those two things. It's super fucking industrial. It's satisfying. Heavy. Heavy on the dance, not danceiness per Mm -hmm. se, but like in the sense that it has a really concrete beat uh, played to a fucking click. You know exactly where the beat's going. It's fucking not going to slow down or speed up. It's just, it's very much on the money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Writing didn't have enough for me. So I ended up just being kind of underwhelmed by it, but I, I, I get it. I definitely get it. Good album. Good album, but not for me. I would say it's just okay.
1: And I wish it ended there.
0: I wish. You, you know what? So do I. We <laughs> both wish it ended there. And so there's one more album we're going to be talking about. It is a remix album. It came out 1986. And the reason I insisted on doing this one is because as far as remix albums go, I have seldom, seldomly seen one as prominent as this one sure, growing up. Sure. This album was everywhere. Yeah. Whenever I saw anything of White Zombie, it was either uh, La Sexorcista mm-hmm. or this next upcoming one right here. It was one or two.
1: I don't know why. I think because it was a way to get like a greatest hits.
0: Kind of. Uh, I suppose so. So this is 1986 Super Sexy Swinging Sounds. <laughs> So for anyone who does not know, this album is... The remixes of the entire last album, uh, minus Creature of the Wheel. It's the only song from the last album that's done on this one, I believe. All remixed by different, various producers.
1: This, yeah, and names that may not seem recognizable at first but i got history about them uh-huh. uh i like the way this started off but then i feel like this turns into this turns into the original song
0: this one this because this is a this version of electrohead uh electrohead part two which is the fucking the super disco-y funky dancy one and i thought this is like i think i might like this one better than the original but then, when I listened to it a second time. I thought it's a different song. Mm-hmm. It might as well be a different song.
1: Yeah, this is probably one of the stronger, for sure. So it's just the original track,
0: but remixed to high hell. Like, yeah, this is this is a movie trailer song now. Yes. It doesn't get more 90s than this. No, no. Okay, okay. That's
1: so obviously that's uh that's worse. Worse by so much. Yeah. It's so much it, the worse. It's so uncalled for it rarely is there anything interesting to justify listening to the remix version of most of these songs. So that first one. And he's on a few of these uh, as remixed by Charlie Cluster, uh-huh. who helped them on the previous album. But I think the reason that sounds like a movie thing is because he would go on. He was in Nine Inch Nails. He oh. worked with Killing Joke. Oh, really? And he'd go on to compose film and TV. Uh-huh. Like, uh, probably the biggest thing he did was American Horror Story. So I think that's why you get that very cinematic. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, for sure. It sounds like, uh, well, there's a lot of comparisons I, I can make to 90s and movies. Mm-hmm. But the most glaring and hilarious is, where is it? Uh... <laughs> This version of Electric Head Part 1. You want me to throw that on? I want you to put on 2 minutes 40 seconds because it's fucking the Mortal Kombat song again. I wrote that down that Holy shit, dude. 240? Yep.
1: Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. If you like Mortal Kombat and like this 90s electro, this is great, but... Yeah, let's just fucking not do that. Dude,
0: okay, so here's the problem. And it's a problem with us, I think. Because this sucks, I don't, okay? don't got a pro. This fucking sucks, and this is not what we would consider good music or it, something we would ever think to listen to. However, I know people that fucking love that 90s techno bullshit. Yeah? Love. Friends of ours. I, I love it.
1: I feel like there's better shit. Like, uh, I forget what it's called. I bought up the Blade soundtrack earlier. Yeah. Like, a blades, that blade song, or anything from the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, really. But I mean, that stylistically, yeah, like yeah people okay. Who,
0: people who aren't like looking for good writing or interesting hooks, like pr- the presentation. This is entirely like this. The way I I, I put it was. Get crazy high and dance to this. Don't sit and take notes about Mm -hmm. it. You're not going to get anything from taking notes. Like I wrote down notes, but they mean nothing. This fucking sucks. This is just all industrial techno nineties fucking like knockoff prodigy stuff.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. It's something like a prodigy or crystal method is better than this. Yeah. Um, I think the most disappointing thing on here is there's songs, two songs, remixed by the dust brothers oh. who listeners will remember from uh bc boys uh paul's boutique Shit, that was them that was That's them right. and they did the fight club soundtracks episode 34 beastie boys oh no so i was like bare minimum they like those two songs will will come through for me but they didn't wait so they
0: did electric part one right uh, let me pull let me pull it up i thought they only did one song
1: no, they did Grease, Paint, and um, Monkey Brains, which. Uh, holy shit, dude. I was excited for it, but it's disappointing.
0: Dude, I, I can't believe I didn't put this together. So Grease, Paint, and Monkey Brains, you said it's by the Dust Brothers, who did uh, Beast Boy's Paul's, yeah. "Paul's Boutique. That song uses the same sample as. They use on High Plains Drifter on
1: Paul's Boutique. Not not su- yeah, not surprising because the, they have so many samples it makes sense to go back. It's um, a it's
0: a weird moaning sample. I looked it up, it's fucking uh by the fat
1: fat back band. Yeah. It's like some funk uh disco band. That's a big sampling band. Um and then we were talking about um I forget, and even though I told listeners to remember, we were talking about some song that was kind of disco-y. Uh-huh. So it makes sense. Like, yeah, they should totally cover I'm Your Boogeyman. because oh. that's going to sound great. Right. It does not. I think it's kind of boring. Well, there they, are like crazy samples and a lot of things going on right. on that song. I just think it's it's kind of boring. So
0: they cover I'm Your Boogeyman on on this one. But this is the remixed version of their cover.
1: Even their the, their I, actual cover, their original cover, I, I think is better than this one i think that was the problem i don't like the remix version or their their cover is not great it's i think it's a lot better than this one Mm -hmm.
0: it's still stupid it's still stupid (laughs) yeah but this one is really bad it's it's like the only thing i would i would say is like good about it's like oh it's a novelty thing where you, you know they're covering i'm your boogeyman but like even then, it's still just a worse... Everything on here is a worse version of something that was pretty good, or in my I, case, something that was I was lukewarm about.
1: I think El Phantasmo fares a little better uh, but, 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 than but the rest. Remind me. So I'm going to pull that up. But even then, that's not saying much. Mm. Oh...
0: Yeah, that that hard stop where it drops to zero, the levels, that is such a fucking industrial thing that. Yeah. uh, I've rarely heard instances where it didn't hurt my ears. Like, it (laughs) it feels weird.
1: So, yeah, I think uh, this one fares a little better. Yeah. And then I think uh, Blood Milk Sky. They just go full trip hop. It's full trip hop. There's no heaviness, which is okay. I mean, it's still a good song. So that
0: that one, I really, I really wrote down it. Uh, they can go fuck themselves for ruining that, that song because <laughs> it's not even bad. It's just a different. It's just now a trip hop yeah, song. Yeah. It's not that trip hop is bad, but that song was so good for what it was. I love me some trip hop. I trip hop is perfect study music for me. It's like yeah. leave it on, and I'm not even gonna really pay attention to it. So t- the fact that they turned something so fucking melodic and awesome as Blood Milk and Sky into something that I can just put on in the background—it's like you're just fucking neutered a great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the worst part is that's still one of the best songs on this album. Yeah. Like The fact that I was I was so angry that they neutered a great song, and it's still one of the best songs. Like that says a lot about how fucking boring this shit is. Like, goddamn, I don't even know. Like uh, this version of uh, Real Solution Nine, it's just stupid espionage music.
1: Like, <laughs> fuck, man, it's exhausting. This is this one was exhausting. It's really uncalled it's for. Long and too there's no, yeah, there's no reason to.
0: Yeah, it's like a, a solid fifty minutes, but like, or maybe longer. Here's the thing. People, there's a lot of people, and I'm always surprised by how many fans there are of music that I hate. But like people who love that 90s shit, that fucking Mortal Kombat music, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff that I've heard and have wanted to vomit, friends of mine are like, they they get off on it. They fucking love
1: it. Weird.
0: Weird. So, what I'll say about this one musically, it blows. Okay. Musically, it (laughs) blows. But if you want to pop a bunch of Molly and dance fuck to these songs, god bless you that I, it'll
1: work for that i i think you're better off this original ass show creep
0: that one you got to be a vampire and also okay. want to molly dance fuck
1: i don't know i think he's still got to be a vampire for, probably yeah for this. this is christ it's fucking awful god
0: damn it's so worse it's it's a very good god almighty this sucks This yeah this is an obvious worst um and it's like i'm not surprised that it's bad i was mm-hmm. expecting it to be less good i thought for sure. it'd be okay i thought it'd be something Yeah. cuz i i've seen it so much growing up that cover that's just marketing. that fucking beautiful that's just, lady right there that's
1: this marketing brilliant
0: marketing dude
1: also the times were different sometimes you would just going you see an album cover you're like i don't have that and you just get uh, it yeah back in the day that's how uh,
0: bands would get known they would they would get discovered by having a good album cover especially in the punk days like mm-hmm. anything uh, or uh, more accurately the early days of metal. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's how metal got discovered. Not Maybe I'm exaggerating but but like uh, countless stories I've heard people like, yeah, I had no idea what this was, but I had a cool album cover, so, so I bought it. Yep. And that was, that was before we had the internet. That was before we had fucking... You can
1: listen to everything that makes this podcast possible. Indeed
0: it <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, before it was just like, take a chance on a random album cover. Yep. Uh, and I would say that's not a bad cover to take a chance on, but you would lose that Gamble because this album sucks.
1: But <clears throat> they'd go unless you got more, they'd go on breakup 98. Yeah. Uh Tempest would go on to play with the cult and helmet. I think that's pretty cool. Not Sh- bad. Sean would go on to play with the cramps, which is cool. That's like joining, you know, a band you idolize growing up. Oh, yeah. And then she started a few other bands, right? Yeah. And then uh it's funny, her and Rob are like the opposites. Like they both have no interest in reuniting, mm-hmm. and w- like, why? Why would they? Yeah. Uh, Other than that, that sweet payday, which oh they, yeah. they,
0: they probably don't need, but that's the only reason. Really.
1: Yeah. Um, So yeah, Rob. He doesn't talk to anyone except yeah. for Tempest, mm-hmm. Sh- and this is where they're the opposite. She talks to everyone except to Rob. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I I, I read that and I thought like, I wonder. I mean. And I saw another quote from from Rob saying, like, uh, he was commenting on how the second anything remotely related to White Zombie comes out, they think there's a reunion mm-hmm. and they run with it. And it's like, you know, people don't the people just pick what they want. Like, it doesn't matter if they they know they don't know shit about it. They yeah, just, they just pick what they want to hear. I haven't changed my my stance on anything, mm-hmm. uh, and just because I don't talk about things that happened doesn't mean they didn't happen. Like, yeah, I bet some. Debauchery happened that band right there, baby. He was heartbroken. I bet he was heartbroken. Also- by old Shawnee. That's what I. That's what I think. That's what I think. Honestly.
1: Also, like for him, it doesn't make sense. Like I saw he did like uh, Astro Creep 2000 as a solo. Cel- like he doesn't need Sean no. and and Jay to to play these songs. So it doesn't make sense for him.
0: It's just for him no no but for like the the rest of the members the rest of the members it would be
1: massive a a big payday big
0: payday and also for the fans it would be like you know because yeah i've been getting so much of that lately so many reunions have been happening
1: yeah like i have no interest in seeing his solo stuff but yeah Yeah. yeah, if the misfits did it and the pixies did it (sighs) both no, I disagree with the Pixies. I
0: don't give a fuck about the Misfits. They're old. They want, uh, they want you know, cash it in. Quit the bad blood between Glenn and Jerry. Fine. Mm-hmm. But the Pixies re- recorded new material and that's why I jumped off because like Kim Deal, if we're talking about the Pixies now. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> Kim Deal fucking, she quit because she didn't want to record new stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Thank you! Yes! You're amazing! You're the best! You're the only one with integrity! Because yep. they had a flawless discovery. Flawless. flawless. Oh. And then they came and they recorded some trash! <laughs> Sorry, I'm still bitter about the Pixies. But let us recap.
1: So, uh, for me, least favorite Soul Crusher, best personal favorite Astro Creep 2000 and worse uh, Super Sexy Some. Sun- Super sexy swinging song sounds. sounds. Yeah, a lot of a lot of alliteration in that yes. one.
0: Yes, shocking that Rob We did that. Uh, for me, Psychohead Blowout, nineteen eighty-seven, best personal favorite, the most fascinating, and one of the <laughs> honestly one of the best noise rock records I think I've heard in, in long, long time. Uh, and we're Super Sexy swinging Sound. That's 1996, and it's garbage, and you shouldn't listen to that one. Uh, no matter how much you may see it in stores growing up in
1: the early the 2000s. I, yeah, like the I iconography did, for it is garbage.
0: Yeah. Man, it did a good job marketing, though, man. Yeah, it, it, did. it stuck in my brain for, for decades.
1: Is that Geffen? Geffen.
0: I think it is Geffen. Yeah, uh, I think Geffen. it is Geffen. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening and watching. If you'd like to support us, which I'm sure you do after that wonderful episode where we fucking chat a lot on a beloved band. Or at least I did. Uh, I did. He did not. He, he liked them a lot. Uh,
1: I purchased the full box set. <laughs> Goddamn right. But
0: if you want to support us anyway, please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the stuff. Tell a friend, you know, share our clips, tell them, you know, there are these two idiots who listen to music way more than anyone should and help them just for that fact. Uh, do that. Or you can also not do that. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at Pope Ventura and Alex at Mother puncture where we update who we're currently covering. So you can send us emails, messages, you know, sliding our DMS, send us your picks for best and worst general thoughts on that band, etc. And if you want to email suggestions for artists for us to cover, you can do that at every album ever at gmail.com. And as always, Spotify playlist in the description of wherever you're listening or watching uh, all of our favorite white zombie songs, it should be pretty packed. I feel like should be pretty beefy. Yep. Hell yes. So, ow, I hit my fucking elbow. Uh, I'm going to give Alex this, this last one. This is far more appropriate. <laughs> Up his alley. Alex, what are we going to listen to?
1: No surprise here. I'm just going to hit you with the blood milk sky. Fuck yes. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. See ya.